to FEPS Talks, the podcast series of the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. Find out more about us on feps-europe.eu. Hi again, um, this is FEPS Talks back on. Uh, this is Celine speaking, I'm project officer at FEPS, and I'm welcomed here by beautiful Anna Pushkaleva, if I'm not right. mistaken. <laughs> uh, she is Secretary General of the International Union of Socialist Youth, short for UC. Welcome, Anna. Thank you for uh, inviting me to your amazing podcast. Uh, I have to mention it's my first podcast. Oh, ever. wow. <laughs> so it's uh, quite a big event. <laughs> well, happy that it's with FEPS. Um, sure. Uh, Anna. So let's start uh, breaking a little bit the topic that we will discuss today, which is youth engagement in climate action. Mm -hmm. This is something that has been on everyone's minds lately. And I have a first kickoff question for you, which is from one to 10, how worried are you about climate emergency? Um, I can say that uh me, personally, as also representative of a lot of young people all over the world, I can say that um, I'm uh, angry on the scale of 10. Okay, that's quite uh, strong. It's quite strong, <laughs> but, but to be honest, I can't say it's the same for all the regions. Like, for example, you see we are a global organization, we have regional committees, uh, and I can be very honest about it, and I can say this is uh, 10 on 10 scale uh, mm -hmm. on EU, in Europe, in the EU or wider Europe. Um, discussions are at the table, but if we go a bit in other regions, like for example, I just came back from American committee mm -hmm. uh, that we had in Ecuador, Quito, and we discussed the uh, climate issues there. And uh, I, my comrades uh, from the committee said that, yes, it is an issue, mm -hmm. but it can't be named there as a number one topic. And I know it is true for other regions, maybe outside of Europe. So this is maybe something we have to reflect on uh, in the future in the discussions. Yeah, I think that's a very, very relevant point because, you know, too often we generalize uh, on exactly. this. So, but thank you. I mean, a strong 10, I think, indicates a lot why we're having this conversation. Yes. Um, speaking about the youth and, you know, you're representing such a massive organization, a very old one as yes. well, if I remember correctly. 112 years exactly. old. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's some, you know, you represent a lot of history, um, a strong political, you know, background. But there are a lot of myths out there. Right. I yes. mean, people have a lot of um, presuppositions and, you know, what are the myths that you could identify about youth engagement, particularly now concerning climate? You know, all these climate strikes and these movements, yes. people are saying, oh, this is not going to last. Uh, so what, what's your feeling about that? Do you think, you know, we as young people are going to keep talking about this, protesting? Mm -hmm. Are we going to continue to be engaged or is just, as you said, you know, there are regional differences? Um, what's a bit your, your opinion on that? I think, first of all, it is a global issue and it's going to affect everyone in the same way. It's just about... Uh, maybe also how much attention uh, the media is playing on it. For example, you mentioned the protest the young people are, are leading. And I mean, we've been together in New York True. in the biggest march ever on 20th of uh, September. Um, and we've seen it was 
basically youth-led protests, young people were speaking and expressing mm -hmm. the, their concerns about it. And I did not, had an, did not have an impression that it was something temporary or mm -hmm. they will get bored about it or they will give up it after some time or after they grow up and become less <laughs> idealistic as sometimes <laughs> grown-ups are referring to us. Um, I think, yeah, because there, there's always going to be young people. Even if some will grow up, there is always a continuation of the process. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it is a big wave right now happening. And it's very timely. It's not artificial. I mean, we, we, we see it's a scientific fact. It's happening. So... I think the protest going on more and it's uh, taking more global, even more global face and more young people uh, getting involved in it. Uh, and yes, there are uh, some myths that, uh, yeah, we will get tired soon. But I think that this is a different protest. It's, it has a different uh, aim and um, it is very timely. I mean, we don't have much time left. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it will get even more... Uh, um, rebel and even more angry in the future. This is how I see it. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned as well, uh, when we were in New York for, for yes. this massive more a strike, we saw a lot of also other generations uh, coming in. And yeah. so it's not only young people, but um, there is some sort of understanding, common understanding yes. um, that this is a global issue and, and that we need to act. It's an emergency. Exactly. I mean, we know that there is always this generational gap about every issue, mm -hmm. like not about climate change. We can take other issues. There is always this generational tension. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially now when we talk about Gen Z and millennials and more grown up like adult generation um, on these issues, there is indeed a big gap. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we also need to work uh, on this intergenerational approach to, to tighten this gap because it's something that will concern us all. It's not going to happen only in the future and therefore it will affect only the young people. No, it will, it's happening now, therefore it's affecting us. Every, every generation will be affected by it. So I think when we talk about it, we, we should also focus to tightening the gaps and creating uh, the bridge between generations. No, that's indeed um, something that FAPS has uh, worked on as well. And you can check it out on our website about intergenerational um, fairness and yeah. solidarity. And solidarity is something that UC stands yes. quite strongly uh, for. Um, so, so thank you. Thank you for, for this opinion. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, changing a little bit the, the topic to a big momentum that is coming yes. when it comes to climate action, um, mm -hmm. which is, of course, COP25. So after the change of location due to the political situation yes. that we see in Chile, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of expectations, I think, for the fact that New York, the climate The summer, you know, yes. the, the summit, sorry, uh, the summit in New York was uh, seen as very disappointing. Yes. Um, especially because it was focusing on youth, it was focusing on climate and, and a lot of other issues. But these are today seen quite closely together. Yes. Um, so what do you think we should expect from COP25 in Madrid? Yeah. 
Yeah, first of all, I think yes, due to these uh, circumstances um, in Chile and all my solidarity to the comrades to Chile uh, fighting every day. Uh, and due to the change of the location, it will also create a bit um, tighten deadlines for mm. uh, for every organization or every stakeholder that should be there uh, to participate. Uh, but I still expect young people to take very active role there. Um, as we saw in New York, uh, young people, we are uh, speaking uh, in on the high level uh, meetings and as uh, the um, high level um, representatives were addressed as the keynote listeners, as Antonio Gutierrez also mentioned uh, by, about himself. And I, I expect the same for, for COP25. I expect young people to be represented in a high level meetings and I expect them to be speaking voicing very uncomfortable opinions um, because this is uh, I mean this is why we are young people because we have to be uncomfortable we have to be loud we have we, we, we don't have to follow all the establishment rules I mean this is this is why it's important to have all this diversity of, of opinions and I really hope um, my expectations that I'm yeah, voicing exactly. here it's gonna be met in Madrid um, in a few weeks. All right. Um, you know, uh, a lot, uh, a lot to expect, and I'm sure that you know, with the support of um, a very progressive minister, yes. uh, Teresa Rivera, uh, who is also the chair of our steering committee yes. on, on climate justice, that uh, you know, a lot of effort will be put into that direction. And you were speaking about young people being present at the meetings, um, mm -hmm. and this is something interesting because you know. Um, It wasn't the case uh, not too long ago. And this is one of the proposals that you can find in yes. the FEPS policy paper on uh, climate action, which is available on the website of mm -hmm. FEPS. Check it out. Um, so, you know, we formulated this idea, uh, which you're a part yes. of as well, of having green youth Councils. Exactly. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? How how would this be? Would this be like? What do you think? Would it be regional? Would it be national? Should it be local? What yeah. would be your your you know your your opinion on it? I think it's um, of course this is very initial stage of of this proposal and it can be developed in a different di directions uh, and I think it can be established in all levels. It can be of course very important to have it on regional level, uh, on the, on a national level, on international level. It can be a bit. It it can't be like maybe nation like national youth council, but mm -hmm. it can be some kind of other type of cooperation between those councils. Okay. Uh, like an umbrella organization uh, for use, green use consoles. But I think very important is here is mostly the local aspect uh, okay. of, the, of the initiative because it's important that not only few privileged young people who have the time and um, uh, possibility to go to New York or to Madrid to high-level high meetings, uh, only th their opinion is included. But it's important to have uh, young people from the local um, realities uh, that are affected uh, by this uh, by climate change also to have their opinion mm -hmm. therefore I think the main idea of this green news consoles is to have it more bottom-up approach uh, that everyone has a, has a say in mm -hmm. on the on the issues not only on the uh, high level but I again underline it's very important to fight at every level and every level needs to be addressed it's important to have a, a presence at the decision-making table 
skills to be vocal on the media, but also to work on the local um, grassroots uh, organizations. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially seeing the important role that city cities have yes. been playing on, you know, the question of addressing climate, uh, you know, climate change, but also declaring a climate emergency yes. um, in the towns. And, uh, well, you know, uh, this, this will be a central element to put climate action in place. Exactly. So perhaps the first suggestion would be start from local. Would you agree yes. with that? Yes, exactly. I agree. I totally agree that it's uh, it should come. It should be coming from from there, from uh, local level, from and local. Uh, and also uh, spreading all over or all, all uh, over national and international levels as well. Right. I mean, this is already quite a, <laughs> a, a good a good uh, suggestion, a good takeaway. Um, as you said, you know. Um, Not everyone will be able to be at COP25. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were to be at the table uh, with ministers, mm -hmm. presidents, prime ministers, what would be like your main angle that you would like to spread out your message, specifically yeah. at COP25? Because there, as you said, you know, all sorts yeah. of stakeholders would be at the table. But, you know, addressing politicians on this issue, what would be, you know... Your take. Yeah. Um, I think, as uh, you already mentioned it, uh, that young people are talking about the climate emergency. Therefore, I think uh, it's, again, uh, very important to press how urgent these issues are. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's important to have a big meeting, structured meetings, but at the same time, it is very important to take a concrete actions yeah. uh, and to take a concrete steps because it's very complex topic. Like, yes, it is very sexy to say that, <laughs> oh, we care about uh, climate uh, issues, but at the same time we are waiting for con concrete measures and those measures will be very radical because uh, it's, it requires radical changes it requires changes on how we live how we consume how we produce it uh, requires totally changing the ways of living ways of produ producing it mm -hmm. requires to change and cover every aspect of economy mm -hmm. um, like transportation production everything so it's going to affect a lot of people and therefore it is important that a lot of people are included and it's also important to start to work on it now mm -hmm. not in the upcoming years but right now yeah i mean it, it, i mean Time is at the essence for sure, yes. and you, you have seen several reports coming up the past few weeks, um, you know, from scientific uh, community saying yes. again and again, you know, we don't have time to waste. Yes. We are already um, way below uh, yeah. the targets that we should have already, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, obtained. But, you know, as you see, SecGen, yeah. um, Is there something in particular that you see yourself involved in? And mm -hmm. if so, you know, if there are any ambitions or proposals that you would add to what we have already discussed in, you know, in the steering yes. committee, is there yeah. something you would like to share? Um, first, I would like to continue what you said, and um, I really uh, liked it. Yes, it's, uh, and I also mentioned it, it's scientific fact, mm -hmm. but... A lot of times I notice that uh, science does not ring a bell to a lot of people, you know. It's, yes, That's we know problem. it, we know, we read reports, we, uh, we 
we are involved in it. It's like uh, we are one of the active young people and who are following all the discussions and the meetings. Mm -hmm. But it's very important that we deliver this to, uh, let's say, like uh, normal people, not like politicians only. Because sometimes people need to be given very concrete examples and very concrete uh, something that, that that touches them. Um, and uh, I think we need, we need to focus more on on uh, making this issue more relevant for more people, like not only young people but everyone around, so that it it becomes that they understand that yes, it is something. Yes, it's scientifically proved, but you see, it affects your life as well because. I I don't know, yesterday it was uh, 20 degree and today it's like minus seven. So it's something not normal. It's something that affects everyone around, that affects agriculture. So I think we need to be more um, speaking more with the, with the language that the people speak. And um, we need to be more uh, relatable mm -hmm. when we are addressing uh, those issues. Uh, and therefore, we will get more allies and mo more people and more supporters in mm -hmm. that. So that some uh, uh, right wing, extreme right wing, ignorant politicians don't have the uh, opportunity to say that oh, it's not happening. And also, yeah, to that. have less, uh, less support in their uh, crazy opinions. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we, we, we can all think about someone that we could refer to yes. um, for, for that one. <laughs> not mentioning the name. I will not mention the name for sure. Um, but it's true that, you know, uh, we need to speak in a manner that people understand. And yes. I think this is where communication is key um, mm -hmm. um, about this so complex, as you said, as you rightly said, it's a complex, it's global, yes. but it also requires uh, urgent action. Yes. Uh, so if I may add also sure. uh, one thing, um, it's also very important that we as a social democrat also stress fairness in this. Uh, because I, I think and we all agree in our families that uh, not everyone contributes the same way. Uh, and also not everyone is to take the same responsibility. There are bigger countries or uh, the corporations, multinational corporations that are, that need to take the most of the burden um, of it because they are uh, contributing the more uh, in uh, contaminating uh, the environment we are living in. And also when we talk about um, measures and concrete solutions, we should remember this, uh, the fairness uh, component, that it need to be just. And uh, the also the, our, the name of our conference in New York was climate justice. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a very key word in it, uh, because if we don't do it in a just way, then we can have something like happened in France uh, some time ago. Exactly, yellow yeah. west protests because then you can't target you can't just uh, um take some measures and not taking into consideration the class aspect mm -hmm. of the issues. Uh, and I think we as a social democrats and socialists, for us it should be also number one uh, when we are talking about uh, climate justice. Right. Um, it's a lot also to consider for the next commission that will uh, yeah. be taking in place. Uh, for which uh, Franz Timmermans yes. will have a vital role. Yeah. Um, and you're right, I mean, for us, climate justice, uh, justice being the key um, to social fairness, but also, exactly. uh, you know, opportunity, equal opportunities mm -hmm. uh, for everyone, you know, to be able to make a just transition. 
because this is also what we're talking about, uh, providing yes. people with an alternative, with yes. an opportunity to, uh, you know, um, to change, to make this drastic change, because there will be some drastic changes, unfortunately. Yes. And we need to communicate in a way yes. that this is clear for everyone. Exactly. Um, this is this is a key. All right. Um, is there anything I have not touched upon and that you would like to express um, to our uh, you know audience here, our listeners? I think we basically touched uh, mostly everything, but I just once again would like to thank FEPS uh, for the great initiative and the project we talked a lot about. True, <laughs> <laughs> um, It really, really played a um, great role in, f- first of all, forming the basics uh, of, the, of the ideas or initiatives that we as a progressives can propose. Um, and also it is very good reference document. I use it a lot in my work, Thank in you. my speeches, <laughs> in my um, interventions on a different level. I always refer to this document, to the working group we had and also to the final conference. So thanks a lot for this initiative and I really hope we will keep uh, working on it in the, in the nearest future. For sure. And this is definitely a part of it um, that we're just having right here. And, you know, to end this uh, podcast on a very millennial touch, Anna, if there was one superpower after the whole conversation that we had, if there was one superpower that you could have, what would it be? Oh, my God, it's the hardest question, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to to end it up in a, you know, a bit lighter way, because, you know, it's a very serious conversation, very important topic, but... You know, what would it be, your, your superpower? <laughs> it reminds me, just a bit joke, it reminds me of the beauty pe- uh, uh, contest questions when they tell them what you're going to change. I mean, no, I'm joking. It's like, <laughs> should I give a standard answer? Well, you know, I'm going to establish a world peace. But no, I'm going to say we're giving, something. We're giving the power to the, to the yeah. young people. So what would be this power? You, you, you know? know, as you say, slogan is all over the world to change it. I'm going to relate my superpower to our slogan. Okay. Uh, that my superpower would be really making this all over the world change in not in 100 or 112 years, but, uh, but m- much faster so that everyone benefits it in the same way. All right. Thank you, Anna. Uh, (laughs) Thank thank, you. Thank you, everyone, for for listening in. Uh, Stay tuned. Thank you for your attention. If you found our conversation interesting, do not hesitate to share it on social media with the hashtag FEPSTalks. More is yet to come. Stay tuned.